0: Welcome to Ground Up, a podcast about propelling entrepreneurship in Uganda. Brought to you by UEEI, the Uganda Entrepreneurial Ecosystem Initiative. I'm your host, Hamna Makadjo.
1: And I'm your host, Faye Kakai. Tune in every Monday for engaging one on one discussions. We'll be talking to a variety of entrepreneurs, support organizations, as well as hosting solution panels tackling specific topics on the ecosystem in Uganda. Welcome to Ground Up. We have a very special guest today. Uh,
0: yeah, Alan Rokatungu. Uh, we're very excited to have him here.
2: Um, Thank you, Faye. Thank you, Ham. I'm very excited to be here. This is great. Ground Up.
0: We've been looking forward to having you on here. I mean, you've been doing some interesting things out there, so uh, we're very privileged to have you. We know how busy you are, so thanks for taking the time out to uh, come and speak with us.
1: Yeah. So uh, getting into the questions, Alan. Could you start by telling us about yourself? Who is Alan Rakatungu?
2: All right. Uh thank you, Faye. Thank you, Ham again. Uh my name is Alan Rakatungu, and I'd like to describe myself as a husband, mm-hmm. father, an entrepreneur in that order. In that order. Interesting. So that I do not forget my priorities.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. So um uh Bringing it to your career, you've had quite a storied career. Um, We know that you worked with MTN, and now you're an entrepreneur, which is why you're on this entrepreneur spotlight. So how did you make that shift? How did you move from being employed to running your own business? Mm.
2: Um, So I've always had an itch to create something uh, big, uh, to create something meaningful, uh, my world view is that when I look at the world and I see problems, I, I want to solve them, okay? Uh-huh. And, and I feel like that's what entrepreneurs actually are. Uh-huh. So whilst I was at MTN, uh, I tried to actually do a company, my first one, uh, that would accept payments from PayPal. Uh, and they chopped me off after one day. Oh, wow. So I said, you know what, why don't I try and build my own PayPal. Nice. Uh, nice. Since then, we've gone down that rabbit hole.
0: Mm. Yeah. Okay.
1: Wow. So, um, would you recommend this type of move to others, moving from employment to actually now identifying a problem and trying to solve it? Is that something you would advise?
2: Uh, Faye? popular <laughs> opinion? No. <Right. laughs> Why is that? Uh, I mean, you did it yourself. Uh, because... Um, unless you have that underlying itch to solve the problem, Uh uh, it becomes becomes a very difficult journey. It's already a very difficult journey. Uh, So, you know, um, if you go in it for financial reward, uh, for financial upside, uh, most likely um, you won't make it because Mm -hmm. the, the probability in reality for financial upside of a financial reward as an, an entrepreneur yeah. is very low, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Only one out of a hundred companies will try. So would you try something where the probability of you failing is very, very high? Mm-hmm. If you can answer the question as yes, then do it.
1: Wow. Yeah. So you have to be willing to fail and ready to fail. You uh, have to be that passionate about it.
2: You have to look at that problem and go like, if I did not solve this problem, and yeah. I woke up twenty years later, thirty years later. Yeah. How would I feel? Would I regret it? Wow.
1: Well, so you mentioned that you started your own PayPal. So we know that you're in FinTech yeah. and uh your career, I believe, was in telecommunications. Yeah. What was that shift like?
2: Um so I I, I thought about quitting for quite some time. <laughs> um <laughs> and then uh, I told my former boss mm. uh Nigerian fella, very interesting guy. He's now the CIO of, uh, of Nigeria, so name dropping here. <laughs> um, and he told me, Olon, you're not ready yet. Give me one year under my wing, and I will teach you about entrepreneurship. He was not an entrepreneur, but he really gave me um, a business sense because mm-hmm. then I was just a developer. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, So I worked with him for one year, and then I finally decided to quit. Um, and I, I wasn't ready at all. Yeah. Not at all. You never are. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So jumped out. Um, the idea was to start a payment processor mm-hmm. that fell flat on its head because we went to customers and would like, ah, uh, we'd like to, you know, process payments and be like, what? No. Uh, but what I'd noticed, um, while I was in MTN, is that the betting guys Mm. were pushing a lot of of volume. Yeah. Mm. Uh, So we said, why don't we go after the betting guys? Mm. So we went after the betting guys, um, and they also told us no. So that was my first reality check. Um, I thought it was a big problem. I thought guys would go like, yay! (laughs) Uh, And guys went, no. So then we said, you know what? Why don't we get our own betting license? Um, so we teamed up with a few friends, uh, some who Ham knows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you know this story, Ham?
0: Uh, I'm probably going to hear it for the first time. Ah, yeah. We hear stories outside there, hey. but uh, it's good to hear firsthand.
2: We don't talk about this story a lot. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we, we got a betting license mm-hmm. eventually and, um, started that company, um, run it for a few years. Yeah. Um, right now it's, uh, I would say pretty Successful, yeah, but that was not my calling, Mm. and that's one of the Mm. things where I say about an entrepreneur you have a calling. If I wanted to make money, I think Mm. I should have stayed there, right?
0: Mm. What was this company,
2: or we don't talk about it anymore? Uh, no, we shall leave the name, (laughs) okay? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, um, so you know, when I woke up, I was like, no, I don't want. It wasn't, my juices were not like "Ah, a guy's betting, a guy's the odds. Mm. That was not my calling. My calling always was like, I need to get African businesses paying in the digital economy. Mm. That is what my calling is. So I went back in 2016. Nice.
1: And let me just ask, speaking of calling, how does one find their calling? How do you, how did you, how do you figure that out? Is it something you can speak on or it's just different for everyone?
2: I think it's different for everyone. Mm. I can only speak about myself mm. and and my world view. Mm. Uh, and when I look at the world, mm. I see that um, Africa, mm-hmm. if we do not move into the digital economy, right? And the digital economy is about transactions, paying and getting paid, yeah. right? And providing a product and service. If we don't get in, we're going to be left behind that that's for me that's what drives me really mm. that we get africa african businesses african consumers into mm. the digital economy if we miss this revolution yeah it will take another 100 years for us okay so mm.
0: let's let's let's
2: get get to sente yeah
0: also it's an interesting way you spell it uh x e NTE. For those who don't know, Sente is a uh, Luganda word that means money, right? Yep. Um so, so tell us about Sente, how you came up with the uh, the twist and uh, yeah, what what it is you guys are doing right now. Mm.
2: So Sente was not originally called Sente, it was called Intel World.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember that actually. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um along the way, when we developed the product. And we put it into the market, yep. it was very hard to sell a product called Intel world, mm-hmm. so we said, you know what why don't we f- you know we, we're we' our solution is about solving money, uh so why not Sente? uh and then we put the x there uh just to I'm a bit of a mathematics geek <laughs> uh, so define x right oh, okay yeah yeah, All right. yeah yeah
0: interesting, so what is it you guys do um
2: so, Center today is, um, is a business account. Um, we target businesses, uh, and in the businesses, we specifically target finance and accounting departments. Okay. Um, again, uh, to enable them to spend, expense, make payments, mm-hmm. and collect payments, mm-hmm. Cashless, or put it another way, to spend, make payments, accept payments in the digital economy. Okay. Yeah.
0: And I think you sort of touched, um, you know how you how you came to just jumping into it, mm. but uh, you, just walk me through your your journey of, of of discovery of the actual issue you're working on now. How did that look like?
2: Yes. If you've um, been following the center story. You will know that uh, we 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 were doing like B two C, a B two C non technical means a direct consumer. Yeah. Um. So the idea was that um, a business uh, needs you know like it's not just about payments. You're trying to sell a product or service. Uh, so why don't we have an app where consumers can go to mm-hmm. uh, and buy your product or service and pay you? Yeah. Okay. Um. Along that journey, um, we, we found out that, look, there's a lot of people solving in that space, yeah. right? Um, so you have MTM Mobile Money solving that space, Airtel Money solving that space, Jumia solving in that space with Jumia Pay. Uh, I could mention, you know, a hundred others, mm-hmm. okay? Um, what, so along that journey, as we talked to businesses, we found out... That the biggest pain that they had was not just um, processing payments, okay? Mm. They actually have finance operations that they need to follow, right? Mm. You don't just give somebody money, they need to follow a financial process. Mm. So we evolved our product to solve that problem. So today, uh, what Centre does really is that it not just automates payments for businesses, but also automates finance operations. Mm. Yeah.
0: So, so maybe moving a little forward from when you, you know, sort of figured out the idea to, to now, Mm. uh, what would you say? Um, you know, very high level. What have, what have your key achievements been over that course of how many years has it been now? You've been in the
2: entrepreneurship in, in, in the ring. Yeah. Uh, So I left employment in 2012. Okay. So that's nine years. Almost 10 years, huh? Almost 10 years.
0: Okay. So what have been the key achievements, both for yourself as a mm. as an entrepreneur, but also for the business?
2: Okay. So I would say my key achievements really are Ham uh, and Faye. Um, I've started two companies. Uh, they're still all alive. Yeah. Um, and they're still, you know, I I would say... Pretty successful, not like right. really successful, mm-hmm. uh, but pretty successful. Me yeah. personally, not yet. <laughs> uh, I'm still <laughs> in the hassle, uh, but the companies are, are there mm. and running. Um, and along the way, we formed um, great partnerships. Yeah. Um, there's one that we're about to announce soon, mm-hmm. um, it's uh, the largest card network in the world so you can google it if you want uh, mm. to, to so that that is a for us a very big achievement mm-hmm. um we've been chasing this, this yeah, for like the last six years dang it mm-hmm.
0: takes a long time does yeah it? okay
2: uh but most importantly really is that um we have customers that we care about um i think i think for me those are those achievements really
1: Wow. So those are some pretty uh, good achievements, and congratulations again. But now, speaking about entrepreneurship and starting a business, as you said, you've been in this for several years. Mm -hmm. We know that it's never smooth sailing. There are always challenges, there are obstacles, and many times um, we can learn from those obstacles. So what have been, what would you say over the course of the many years that you've been in business, what have been the key challenges, any, any challenges that you had? and how did you overcome them? Mm.
2: That, that's a, a good question and a very interesting question for entrepreneurs. Uh, Faye, that, that's an interesting question. Uh, for me personally, uh, the biggest challenge has been reconciling my, my personal life mm. with my entrepreneurship life. Uh, I have family, I have a wife, I have kids. They have needs. Um, and entrepreneurship takes a lot from you Mm. Um, time but also um, your personal finances suffer a lot of people don't uh, take that into consideration but you really do make sacrifices um, in order for your business to thrive you take pay cuts Mm. um, you're not earning you're not earning um, mm, so the income he, isn't stable. Yes, and your kabozi doesn't reconcile at home. So you reach <laughs> at home, you're like, you know, today uh, we had a deal, it, I think it's a million dollars, and then the madam is like, all right, okay, but did you bring bread? <laughs> and then you're like, you know, what happened? Uh, tomorrow we'll, we'll bring bread. Yeah, yeah. so, so it's, yeah. it's a huge challenge. Um, yeah, that's real.
1: Yeah. yeah, I can imagine. And then, but what about the business itself? Um in your journey, I imagine that there've been highs and lows yeah. uh Can you recall any challenging times uh for the business and how the and how the business was able to recover or mm. get back on track
2: business is uh is a roller coaster okay mm. There is no time when you reach and you're like, I have achieved mm. actually um somebody defined. Entrepreneurship or business as building bigger problems. Okay. Mm-hmm. When it's just you and your PC, it's like, okay, how do I build a product? Right. Mm-hmm. Then you have uh, five employees, it's like, okay, how do I find customers? Now you have a hundred customers and some revenue. How do I pay my staff on time? Now it's COVID. Now it's all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now it's taxes. Yeah. Now you get bigger. Okay. And now um the regulators come that's a headache okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now you need to scale you need money right scale yeah uh, and so the the levels of investment so it it's a roller coaster yeah um you create bigger problems that just make you not sleep um mm. and i think the trick about entrepreneurship mm. um that uh, you just start to learn is in the early days you don't sleep when you have yeah. issues like you'd get an email from URA and you're like, shh, "Sorry, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm there, de- I'm done," right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but now you get an email, you look at it, you look at the bank balance, little runway, yeah. you go and sleep. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So yeah, maybe you can recount just to write off uh, mm-hmm. phase uh, question. You can recount for us a, a period in the business where you're staring to the abyss and uh, mm-hmm. you know things were super tight. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, you're still here, so you made out. Uh, I think mm. we believe in. We, we we tend to tell our stories of the successes more than mm. the failures, and I think there's a lot of lessons in 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 the stumbling and then uh, yeah. you know standing back up and and moving. So yeah. to be interesting, w- which 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 moment you can sort of that stands out for you?
2: Th- there's so many. I <laughs> know <laughs> there's so many, uh, but I guess like the recency syndrome. Okay, is the one that. Uh, Like stands out in your head, and that was just like before COVID. Mm. Um, So before COVID, um, two days before COVID, decide to go to Nairobi. Uh, An investor calls and says, um, "Come and see me." Mm -hmm. Okay, we have little money in the bank. Um, So jump on a plane, go to Nairobi, and the guy doesn't show up. uh you've come spent back, this money oh. come back they close uh they close um the borders you know, the borders they close the airport mm. um and it's work from home it, it was it was really uh very depressing um you yeah, know you still have to pay people's salaries you know, that month we didn't pay yeah so remember like uh you're in COVID mm-hmm. mm. uh, and guys need, you know, everybody is, uh, and, and he didn't pay. Mm. And so it was like, is this the end? Is this it? Is this and you never
1: end? heard from that investor who didn't show up uh, after that. We'll end the story. There. <laughs> let's
2: just end the story there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in, in case somebody tries to dig up anything, mm. let's just say, mm. you know, we put our heads down. Mm-hmm. Um, we said, okay, how, how do we do this? Mm. Um, some people came through for us. Um, and then what is so interesting, mm. is like a month later, that's when we got uh, the contract. Oh, nice. And, uh, mm. With this, uh, this card thing that we're going to thing, talk about a little bit. we to talk about. And, and, you know, it was like, oh, wow. Uh, life, Let, let's push.
0: It's they, they always say it's always uh, darkest before dawn. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it's very hard to remember that when you're uh, in know. the depths, in right? the dark. yeah. yeah. Mm. So, so l- l- let's switch gears a bit. So, um, the fintech space, as you mentioned a little earlier, it, it appears to be quite crowded, right? Mm. Um, you know, if you do even a quick Google search, you'll see 150 plus uh fintech companies, the bulk of which are in payments. Um, I don't know if this is a right characterization. First of all, is it crowded and if, if if it is, which I, I think it is, uh, but again just from a surface point of view, how do you differentiate Center from this cr- uh, this crowd?
2: So the first question mm-hmm. is: It crowded? I would say no. Mm-hmm. There's still so many unsolved problems. Okay, okay. Uh, I think a space is crowded when you have um, an incumbent, right? Uh, who's like uh, I how do I don't know how to put it like has serious market share and it's very hard for you to uh to shake them off and and, and prove value but to but
0: and those are telcos though.
2: So mobile money has solved um peer-to-peer payments. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh but the opportunity in fintech and the reason why it um it remains a boom is that <coughs> Remember at the beginning I said uh, joining the, the 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 digital economy mm. as Africa mm. so when that guy in Kisoro is able to sell his coffee, yeah, and a guy in uh, China pays him directly, yeah, and everything happens seamlessly yeah, right yeah then then we're getting there, okay, okay? so a lot remains unsolved, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, what has happened, I feel, is like the industry has moved in phases. Um, so the base infrastructure is that's now solved. Is, that is solved. Okay. okay. And
0: that's the mobile money. That's the the rails. Okay. You would say, right? Yeah.
2: Now the interesting bit is going to come on what is built on top of the rails. Okay. Mm, mm. Um, so I'll rephrase then that mm, second question. Given uh-huh, that, right? Yeah. That, okay.
0: Maybe it's not crowded. There's mm. a ton of players though yeah there's right. a ton of players. and for me, seemingly, mm. all still within that payment, moving the money around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess maybe you can't even tell us what these other services within Fintech could look like, but I believe there's you know there's payments and there's other things riding on top mm-hmm. of the payments so yeah then 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 the question for me is, how are you guys positioning yourselves to be you know different from the next guy?
2: Um, so you're very right. there's so many players because the opportunities are immense, okay. Now, for us, the opportunity that we're looking at is that all businesses spend, okay? Yep. They all expense. And when we talk to customers today, right, in 2021, mm-hmm. nine out of 10, remember you talked about like mobile money is ubiquitous, uh, it's everywhere? Mm-hmm. Nine out of 10, this is how they do payments in the office, right? Yeah. You need to get paid. You walk to the accountant's office, you sign a form, uh, they give you money, you go out, you get a receipt, you come back, um, you don't even do the job, right? Or yeah. whatever, you go to NASA Road, mm-hmm. uh, you forge the receipt. <laughs> <laughs> Nine out of 10. And we're not even talking about like small business, we're talking about big corporates, yeah. still doing that. Yeah, right That is a huge opportunity. Lots that of loopholes, going, yeah. Lots of loopholes that we're going after.
0: Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So b- more around uh, creating accountability, automating the workflows. Um, very interesting. Absolutely. Very interesting. Yeah. So and you also mentioned something. Okay. So so it's obvious you're now in the B two B space, but Absolutely. you said you started out, and I think that's you know the early days of Center. I, I I really interacted with 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 your services. Mm. Um, and you say it's, it's, it seems very difficult to 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 win in the B two C space. I've, I, I know quite a few actually in your space who started out that way, but o- also in, in in other businesses where they start out with B two C and then you know very quickly I think reality dawns on them and then they move B two B. So uh, why is it difficult to win in B two C, and why 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 is B two C different a different beast from B two B?
2: So here is my insight. Mm-hmm. Okay. B to C, so we're in Africa, okay? Yeah. Incomes alone. Yeah. Okay. A- and so the attraction of Africa is that you have a huge population, okay? Yeah. But incomes low, and so this for me is probably the most price sensitive um, market market in the world, okay? Yeah. So in B to C to succeed, you have to compete on price. okay. Yeah. To compete on price, you have to be extremely well-funded. Yep. So my insight or opinion is mm. that if you are not able to attract hundreds of millions of dollars in capital, um, stay away from B2C. Not saying that the opportunity is not there. The opportunity is Immense, right? And I think that's the reason why you see investments into guys like Chipper Cash mm-hmm. of, of you know hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, uh, you have the guys of Wave who are now coming in mm. to also enter that space. Of course, you have MTN, you have Airtel, mm. you have Jumia itself with Jumia Pay. The opportunity is huge,
0: and all the above are very well capitalized.
2: If you're not well capitalized,
0: Jumia is public, it's a public company,
2: exactly. Yeah. I don't mm. think you can compete, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So, so, okay, they just just push on that a little bit um, it, it, There seems to be a lot of investment Getting into the space uh, To African startups in general About um, 701 million In 2020, which was a record year mm-hmm. uh, According to the This year alone it's already in billions Are you serious? Yes. Okay, I hadn't kept up with that mm-hmm. um, So, yeah, according to the African tech funding report You're saying it's billions this year mm-hmm. uh, Majority of This uh, activity For startups is in the tech sector uh, and, and, and and the fintech sector. Sorry, we've seen you know people like Flutterwave re- recently raising like 170 million. Uh, Paystack was acquired by uh, was it Stripe, Stripe, yes. Stripe for about 200 mm. million uh, locally. You know Bionic, we talked about that I think uh, off air, uh, being acquired by the regional gateway MFS. Um, so there's a quite a bit of activity. So I imagine you guys are also as as sent as here swimming in money. I mean there's a lot of money. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, someone told me once, huh, if you want to get rich, be somewhere where people are expe- uh, you know, exchanging money, some might fall off into your hands. Mm. So, yeah, you must be well capitalized, I imagine. <laughs> Although given your earlier story, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> but yeah, so how are you positioning yourself? Yes. Yeah.
2: Uh, that is a very interesting but question. Why is it difficult? Uh, yeah. um, so, it is true. FinTech is still the hottest space in the African startup scene mm-hmm. mm. attracting a huge bulk of the capital okay yeah um the thing though is that the capital is going to a few countries okay, okay. um mm. so when people talk about Africa yeah. uh, they they mean Nigeria Kenya South Africa and to a lesser extent now Ghana okay mm. so about or 80%, I don't have the exact figure, but it's around that high, Mm. has gone into those markets, okay? Mm. Uh, Which is understandable, okay? Because they have bigger markets, right? Mm. Uh, More people, higher Mm. populations, okay? Mm. And the hardest thing about fintech is when you're moving from country to country, you're not just moving product, but you're moving uh, local know-how, local regulation,
0: yeah.
2: Okay? Um, so I guess when investors think, they think, okay, I'll start off with the bigger markets and maybe expand into the smaller markets. Yeah. Um, from our perspective, um, we yes, we complain we are not as well capitalized as our um, neighbors, our, our neighbors, mm. but we see Uganda as a very good sandbox, mm-hmm.
1: mm. to interesting
2: to start from, right? Yeah. To prove your business model to prove your customer model,
0: mm-hmm.
2: to prove, even in fintech, to prove your regulation your regulatory model mm-hmm. without putting a lot of money on fire. Mm. Okay? Um, we feel right now as Center, we're getting there. We've proved quite a number of things. Uh, we hope to be licensed in the next few months. And when we do that, we'll have checked a few ticks, right? Yeah. Uh, we can acquire customers. We can build product. We can get regulated. Then we will think about expanding out of Africa. Okay, mm. but when we do,
1: we out want of this Africa, out, to out, Africa. out to I Africa, Africa. I was like, okay, wow, this is uh-huh. Really uh-huh. out yeah, to I Africa. Like right on. Out of <laughs> Africa is another is another <laughs> phase. Yeah,
2: but we'll have proven yeah. from this sandbox yeah. that this product works. And lock, yes, okay. and that's the story we we're, we're, we're telling investors.
1: Yeah, okay. So you've, you've said, uh, yes, there's a lot of money in fintech um, on the African content. But aside from the size of the market, like, you know, Nigeria, South Africa, as you've mentioned, why do you think it is that all the investors are going to these countries and Uganda is um, overlooked? Is overlooked?
2: Um, the polite answer or the impolite answer is that investors have, you know, they tend to have groupthink. Okay. Mm. So if everybody says Nigeria is hot, uh, Mm. it will be there, and there's a reason for that. Okay, you have seen successes in Nigeria. Okay, you've seen Flutterwave with you know becoming a unicorn. You've seen Stripe exiting. That was big for the space. Yeah. Mm. So now, as an investor, you're thinking, right? I need to be in Nigeria. Okay, Mm. the successes. In Uganda, have been far and in between, but this is where you need to do a shout out for Bionic Bayonic, yeah, Mm. and my friend Luke, okay, because when he succeeds, it makes it easier for us to also succeed. Because when guys say, Ah, you're from Uganda, and I say, But look, Bionic, it wasn't a hundred million, but they did it, okay, yeah, so we can do it as well,
1: okay, wow. So, still speaking about now financing um, a startup, um. Just piggybacking off of what you've said, Uganda being overlooked, we know that um, access to finance is a real problem for small and growing businesses. And many times you find startups financing long-term needs with very short-term expensive capital, You know, getting bank loans with really high interest rates and the like. So as uh, Sente, how have you navigated such realities when it comes to financing your business in this market?
2: All right. Um, so we've been lucky. I will have to admit that. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm. Very early on, we got um good investors mm. who have supported us through thick and thin. If I could mention their names, I would. Go okay? ahead. Uh <laughs> but I won't. <laughs> but when they define angel investor, yeah, that's what they mean. Okay? Yeah. Mm. These guys are literally angels. All right. Yeah. Mm. Um so we're very lucky that we built uh, that we got that very early. Okay, mm. I also feel a lot of privilege, and I know that it's not normal for everybody else. Mm. But um, in my network, uh, we do have some people who have—I don't know what to call it—like high net worth. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, you know, you've you've gone to them, and they've they've also uh, chipped in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes, we realize that capital is. A huge problem mm. we've been lucky, okay, and one of the things that I will preach for a very long time, yeah is the need for local yeah investors to join this game
0: interesting so what what do you think is lucky okay so so I wouldn't imagine that there's a lack of liquidity in in, in, in this market, I don't right? Think so, so then, not, not why from the Penconys I see, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Penconys are what the Land Cruiser? What are they? V V eight? Yes, so yes, Those things cost like what? Mm. Like seven three hundred million. Crazy. Thousand. Yes. Wow. Um. So, so the the question is why, especially for the tech sector. Mm. Um. Why isn't this money being organized to uh, fund these early stage, you know, small but growing businesses? It seems like a lot of it goes into things like real estate and that sort of thing. So, what is it we need to do to say um, grow a larger base of angels like the ones you've spoken about? Mm. Uh,
2: so, in life, we learn from our experiences, from yeah. what we see. Okay, so our our mullahs haven't yet seen a successful uh tech company okay yeah and uh, you know the guy gets millions of dollars and rides in into his own bank <laughs> right and okay. says uh, i'm joining the table yeah. they haven't seen that what they've seen is this guy has a mall in town uh this guy goes to china and imports uh this uh, I don't know, crypto, you know, then they jump on that, so that's what they've seen, okay, yeah, yeah. so we need to show them. Remember when I said that I, I was lucky, I was lucky because when we did the first company
0: mm.
2: and it ended up successful, mm. some people saw that, yeah, okay, and there were previously guys I had gone to, and they'd said this. So when they, they they're shaky. like no 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 this guy we don't really understand what uh, but he seems to be up but to he something. seems to know yeah, yeah he seems to be up to something so yeah. the burden on proof
0: is on the us the entrepreneurs is on the us. Okay.
2: and the ecosystem yeah to show meaningful and this is one of the things where uh, I have gripes mm. meaningful success mm. not oh uh, we have thousands of entrepreneurs and we're helping them and becomes a social responsibility thing mm. but that the way to build wealth, the way to transform our economy mm. is mm. actually to build big business. Yeah?
0: And, and, and it seems you're, you're, you're hinting at uh, a need for depth versus breadth. So uh, what are your thoughts on that? It seems that's an issue you've been thinking about for a, for a bit.
2: The two go hand in hand. Okay. Um, Startups, entrepreneurship, they, like we said at the beginning, you're going to have a lot of failures. Okay, yeah. so you're going to have a thousand, you'll have one hit. Mm. So it's important to have the the breadth. Okay, yeah. But when you find that gem, mm. okay, Go pour deep everything deep. about it. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Make sure it's successful. The reason why China um, built Alipay, Alibaba, WeChat Mm-mm. is that when those guys came out. Yeah, they literally got uh, a lot of support to become the businesses they are today.
0: And a lot of support from
2: government as well. From government, Mm. yeah. 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 That is
1: true. Okay, Okay, so still speaking about finance, there also seems to be a lot of impact money coming into the ecosystem. Um, Have you been able to tap into the source of financing or have you positioned yourselves in order to be able to get um, impact money?
2: our story at Sente is no. Okay? Mm. In the early days, um, we we tried to go after that money. Okay? Mm. So the, you, you get a lot of calls. Uh, oh, agribusiness, uh, uh, maybe support, refugees. So you get a lot of those calls and what happens is that we ended up chasing a lot of that money and trying to Mold ourselves mm. to fit that profile, yeah. But we felt that we lost direction mm-hmm. doing that mm-hmm. and still never got success in getting that money because yeah. I think it was pretty obvious that we're trying to mold ourselves into that. Mm. Um, so what we've done of late is actually stay away from that type of money, mm. uh, because we feel we are an impact business. Uh, at the very beginning, I, I talked about us trying to get. African business into the dicta economy, okay? Mm. But our, our approach, right, is that we're doing it not just to help people at the bottom of the pyramid get up, but also to build a big business that will return value for our shareholders. And I feel sometimes it, it's hard to just tell those two stories. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that I'm going to build a business that will return mm. value to my shareholders and I'm also doing good. Okay, mm. It is not that easy uh, to reconcile those stories. Mm. We will, but our approach is let's first make sure that we can feed ourselves uh-huh. mm. and then we'll try and feed others. After.
0: So, so you, you're saying it's, it's very difficult to push both the shareholder returns and impact at the same time. Is it a question of Looking at these two things at different stages, or where wh- th- where are the two difficult to reconcile, in your opinion?
2: I, I think early on, you need to make a choice. Early on in the company, okay. Yeah. If you are going to be impactful and very intentional about it, um, your source of capital is going to come from impact sources. Okay. So impact investors. Where impact means what? Uh, maybe I'm. I am very, very... Like, my metrics is how many women uh-huh. who are poor are using my product? Uh-huh. How many youth who are impl- unemployed are using my product? Uh-huh. I feel you have to be intentional about that uh-huh. very early on. Yeah. Okay? Um, then, the other intention is I'm going to build a business. I'm going to make sure that we have margin. We have profit, we're growing really quickly Mm -hmm. so that I return value to my shareholders. Those two, very early on in your journey, Mm. Mm. I think you have to make a choice. If you try to make both choices, you'll be pulled into so many directions and go nowhere.
0: And I think yeah. both are sort of targeting the same thing. You're still, when you grow and scale very fast because, it's, you know, you have margin that have you impact. can... Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, you, you're mm-hmm. creating a Absolutely. ton of jobs. Uh, but also the impact money also, you know, creates um, jobs as well and also for their end result So you'd
1: say it's about um, deciding what the priority is and then as the business grows, you can make that decision to shift... Absolutely. ...the priority. All right.
0: Okay. So so given given the tightness of resources, especially financial resources... um how how do you manage to to work around cuz usually you want to fund you know your gaps in expertise uh in tech and all that how do you manage to work around these gaps given the tightness of the financial situation
2: hmm. Th- that is a, the everyday struggle mm-hmm. okay to make do with the scarce resources that you have yeah uh and have the most impact from those resources, okay? Mm, mm. Um, Our experience at Sente Mm. is that a lot of times when uh, people have a perception of Uganda Mm. is that we we don't have world-class talent, Mm. um, and we don't have the mentor to build... um, Oh, yeah, we don't have the mentor to 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 build to build big businesses okay um but uh from from what we've seen at sente yeah. um, uganda has very good people okay yeah. so it always starts from the people yeah all right yeah the second thing partnerships are important okay yeah. uh, you are in not in this journey alone so you need to find people who share your vision, okay? And again, alluding to the question you asked earlier, impact, uh, so Mm. usually you have to make sure that wherever you're getting money from, you have a shared vision, right? Because when you do, um, you make a lot of progress. Our experience is that when we started out, it was not that easy to find partnerships Mm. for what we were doing, but over the last few years, Thank God, we've started to see a lot, a lot of activity with huge banks, mm. huge payment networks, mm. telcos, uh, corporates, um, you know, corporates like Hima, yeah. Afarge, yeah. um Unilever, going out to look for, for startups to partner with.
0: What do you think has caused this change? You said it was a little difficult before. Well, uh, clearly, something has changed. What, what, what do you think is driving this open-mindedness uh, that we, we have with the with the corporates right now mm. and partnerships?
2: Uh, so we're human beings. Yeah, we're trendy, right? <laughs> so one time we're all wearing bellow bottoms. Sometimes we're all wearing, you know, big jeans. Uh, when I grew up, we were big jeans. Now I see the Bucky. jeans are getting tighter and tighter, <laughs> yeah. right? Even for the guys, right? Yeah. Um. And the trend today mm-hmm. in business, yeah, is that partnership is the way to be competitive as a business, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The day when you sat in a boardroom and came up with an idea, four or five guys is over. Mm. Okay. Today, if you want to compete, you build an ecosystem. Yeah, People connect to you, yeah. right? Yeah. So so you build capabilities, you build enablers so that people connect to you and drive ideas that you would never have thought of. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Um, again, if you look at uh, what Apple did with the App Store, okay, they yeah. did a phone. Mm. but The reason we love our mobile phones Is because it's not just that we can call and right. Mm. It's that there's so many apps on there. I can order a ride, Mm -hmm. I can book a hotel room. Mm -hmm. And all they did was put enablers for people to partner with them. So that's the trend today. Okay. Mm. Corporates know that if they don't do that, they they will they will not be in business in the long run. Okay.
0: Great. So okay. Um, given all that I think we're going to switch some gears again um, so what what's your overall advice to entrepreneurs like yourselves or ant- other entrepreneurs just starting out or that have been in this journey for a bit and they're you know they're, 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 they're in the depths of uh, their beast what, what advice would you give them in with regard to this financing or funding uh, you know minefield mm.
2: funding is one problem mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, but I'm, I'm not yet sure that I am authoritative to give advice, okay? Uh, because we are still on our journey towards success. But you know what not yeah? to do at least. Exactly. <laughs> right? Uh, but here is what I would tell an entrepreneur out there. Today is the best time in history to be an entrepreneur. Mm. There is so much resource for you to, if you have that burning idea, yeah. that burning itch, right? Mm. you can't sleep at night, you sweat when you think about solving that problem. There are so many resources available to you today. There are hubs, there is um, APIs, there is um, I don't know, investor networks, there is, there is so much support for you to start your business. So start it. Okay? Mm. And be able to learn quickly. Okay. Uh, we're in the information age. Learn quickly. Mm. Get a mentor. Uh you can't do it alone. Yeah. Um, I have had some great mentors. Uh, you know, nice good old school guys. eh? Yeah. My first guy told me. Aaron, don't eat alone. <laughs> he was basically saying partner, right? Yeah. That was yeah. his version of partner. Like, don't eat alone. Make sure that your business has so many people eating. <laughs> right? So, don't it's eat alone. Yeah. Partner, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and, and just enjoy the ride. Yeah, It will be a roller coaster, but just enjoy the
1: ride. Yeah, so Alan, speaking about partnerships, I want to bring it back to that. And earlier on, you were talking about the ecosystem and how... Partnerships are trendy right now. Mm. And um, this is something that rings true to us as well because, as UEEI, one of the challenges that we are currently addressing is collaboration among entrepreneur support actors. Mm. We're trying to get support actors um, to get out of this um, mentality of working in silos and to start working together. So I'm just curious is Sente. Um, how is Ascent involved in any collaborations or any associations? How have you positioned yourselves uh, to partner with other yes. fintechs?
2: Remember the last thing I said, the first lesson I learned eh? yes. don't eat, eat alone. alone. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. It is uh, very important today mm. to be able to network mm. and collaborate, okay? Mm not just with people who you are going to profit with together, Mm -hmm. so we are complementary, but even people you perceive as maybe competitors. yeah, Yeah. Because you are all looking for the same thing, to be successful as an industry. I think one of the good things that um, has happened in the fintech space in Uganda Mm. is something called Fitspa or... Financial technology service providers of Uganda. Okay, mm. we realized very early on that, you know, if as as the small guys, okay, trying to compete with the big boys, mm-hmm. uh, going at did one at one alone was going to be very difficult. As the small guys just trying to get our head around regulation mm. was going to be impossible. Okay. So, we have this really strong community. Mm. Um, if I was do shout out, I'll do shout outs to Ziana for really uh, putting this together. Okay? So Ziana Mudu. Ziana Mudu. A very strong community. Mm. We collaborate. We talk. We are friends. Okay? Fast. Yeah? yeah? Mm. And we drive this agenda for financial technology. Okay? Yeah. Mm. What has happened now of late is. Now you even have the telcos MTN part of the association. You have banks Stanbic, oh, interesting, even Stanchet mm. as part of the association because we realize that our battle, even if we are competing, eh, but our battle is with analog and cash. Those are, that is the enemy, right? Yeah, mm. uh, we're all pushing this agenda about getting uh, businesses into digital. The, in the yeah.
1: yeah. Okay, so as a community and uh, friends that are working together in the same space in fintech, what would you say are the challenges that now come with working together or what are the main challenges faced by the fintech community in Uganda as a group?
2: As a group, Mm. um, so I'll be a little bit real here, okay? Mm -hmm. Human beings were inherently selfish, even when we're... In a group. So you will have... yes. Yeah, even when we're working together, a guy is still looking out for his own self-interest. Mm. And so those conflicts will come out uh, from time to time. Okay? Mm. What we will really... Uh, the association really has to do is to make sure that everybody understands that we're all in here for the common good of the industry. Another challenge is that... Um, and we need to solve that okay mm. is that this is financial technology mm. but there are other sectors of the of the economy okay mm. so how can we start to cross synergize across um, those communities okay yeah, um, to create more impact wow. okay
0: mm. so actually um, yeah that whole thing of collective action is is, is quite dear to us and 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 um, you did mention Never Eat Alone as 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 a very key lesson. There's actually a book uh, by Keith Ferrazzi yeah. mm. called Never Eat Alone. And it's it's that whole thing of paying it forward sometimes, you know, yeah. instead of always going to other people and asking them for things. Mm. Give me something. You know? Yeah. I need yeah. something from Alan. I know at some point I'll need something from. Him. Let me reach out to you. Oh, there's this good article that you need to know. But do you know there's this resource over here? Oh, there's a tender, by the way, you, maybe you haven't heard about. So give, and that's not eating alone. Give, and then, before you ask. Okay. So it's, it's, it's a, I, I'd recommend reading that book. I, it was one of the first books I told us to read in business school. Um, so, Interesting. Yeah, never eat alone. I mean, you're you're your, your old school guy, definitely. There's something about it's old it's school. <laughs> you know, old, old uh, knowledge and, and stuff. So, Packed with wisdom. Yeah. Um, so would Talking, talking about trends, um, there is sort of a global trend around open banking as a way to spur more financial services. Um, you know, it, it rests on the idea that you know, customer in all these uh, digital platforms that we we use, we give away a lot of our data. Um, that's true for things like you know, social media. Uh, for most 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 uh, most digital um, online, online services. And, you know, usually there's, um, there's a small, uh, small print that you never read and you just tick, but it says, I'm, I'm allowing yeah, you yeah. to do X, Y, Z. So you're giving your data to them. But uh, there's a trend that says that the customer, my, my own transactions, mm. my own information is mine. I should own my info. That is true. So the idea then is that if I own that info, I should be able to give it out to whoever I want. So, what has been happening previously is, you know, the the, the big platforms will, you, t- you tick that box and then it is their data. Mm. Yeah? So, yeah. anyone else trying to access your data, you can't even sometimes access your own data. So, the idea is, okay, my data is mine, so I should be able to share it with third parties. And if I share it with third parties, it's fine for them to aggregate whatever data come up with more interesting services. So, indeed, you know, people like Nigeria have come up with regulations around open banking, uh, and, and, and 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 it seems poised to take off. Is it something that you know the the, the fintech industry here is is is, is thinking about? Or uh, yeah, in tandem with that, how are we trying to spy innovation in the sector beyond uh, the payments?
2: Yeah, interesting question, Ham. Uh, and and just to paint a picture mm. for the listeners, uh, you you know you you opening an a, an account. Uh, let's say in Stancheck, okay. They ask you for your photo, your ID, yeah. your details, okay. Yeah, yeah. you go to Stanbic. They ask you for exactly the same things, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You go back to Stanbic. Remember, you already have an account. They ask you for the <laughs> stuff again. If you're
0: trying to right? get a loan now,
2: your picture hasn't changed, your ID hasn't <laughs> changed, your age hasn't changed, right? You even want a second account it's a huge huge problem okay mm-hmm. this issue of siloed information mm. that is everywhere it's literally scattered everywhere sometimes uh, you've seen that thing on twitter where like the samosa that is wrapping your or your the, the rolex eh? mm. and some guys kyc's in there right name date mm. of birth and loan application right uh, <laughs> they throw so in the papers exactly yeah. So privacy, ownership of data, is a huge, huge problem. Okay? Yep. Um, the Nigerians are actually have done an amazing job um, in, in progressing on that front. Mm-hmm. In Uganda, mm. we're just at the beginning of our journey. Okay? Mm-hmm. Step number one, which was really big, was Nira. Okay. At least now we have a repository. Nira being? National Identity Registration Agency. Okay. Mm. Now we finally have a central repository of identifications. Yeah. All right? Yeah. I know Nira has a project where uh, financial institutions that are licensed will be able to tap into that repository. Okay? Things always happen in steps.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: When that step happens, okay, mm-hmm. now your identification, you can, you know, share it with, with... Then it's going to be my account information, all right? I have my account in Absa. I, I want to share some data with, with Stanbic. I should be able to request that sharing, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think things are moving in trends. Mm. Uh, and the beauty about FinTech is that... Um, it, it's, it's, it's really moving slowly, mm. but it, it is moving in the right direction, mm. and I think we will see a semblance of open banking mm. in East Africa and Uganda. However, I think that our market yeah. is more driven by innovations in mobile wallets and mobile money mm. Mm. than banking. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a smaller so, so population in the, in the of the banked, right? Yes.
2: Mm. So so a lot of the innovation is, is driven in that thing. So the innovation is really not led by by the banking sector. Mm. And so that's why you might not call it open banking. Mm. But it uh, is, but I mean, you uh, can yeah. call
0: it both open banking because even mm. with the mobile money thing, mm. how do I get my transactions and share, like in an MTN, mm. and share with, say, Airtel if I need to. Absolutely. So it will I need to aggregate it so that I can make sense of my own data. It will
2: be called another name. Right. Right. You're going to be here things like portability. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh, where um, I can just port my information from MTN to Airtel. Mm. right? Mm. Uh, or even things I know that this couple has been there like for 10 years, where my phone number, mm. even it can be ported from one telco to another.
0: I worked on that mm. proposal when I was You know, I worked for the regulator, Telecoms, uh-huh. in my early days. Mm. Uh, this was pre 2005, mm. I think 2002. Number portability is important, but it takes <laughs> forever. Now, given that as well, mm-hmm. yeah, given that, I mean, we're in 2021. That's f- over yeah. 15 years yeah. ago. Yep. We still don't have that number portability in in, in, um, in, in, in in telcos, which and it makes so much sense, mm-hmm. right, to give consumer the ability to even move. That mm-hmm. The cost of moving from, from one network to another is super high because mm-hmm. I have all my contacts. Everyone knows this number. Now, if, if I'm not getting... Um, good service from MTN on this number that everyone knows, I can't take it to Ed and I have to start up. So anyway, so, so the question then for me is are we even starting to think about what an enabling uh, policy or regulatory environment for something like that to spur that would look like? Is, are these conversations starting to happen or we're still dealing with more fundamental issues?
2: My answer is that we're still dealing with the, with the basics. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm. Tetuna took a on that one. We're still dealing with, like for example, a central ID registry, right? Very basic. We are still dealing with a very good way of doing standardized. I'm trying not to make it uh, technical. Interoperability, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, I can send money from Airtel to MTN. From MTN to the bank, from the bank to Sente, right? Mm -hmm. The way you have like Swift, but like Mm -hmm. that in a standardized way, Mm -hmm. okay? Uh, If I was to go a little bit technical, the reason why interop is very difficult right now is that for every guy I integrate with, they have a different Different standard. So if I integrate with 20 guys, I have to do it 20 times, okay?
0: Drive your costs up.
2: My that is twenty times the cost. Yeah. So how do I have a solution mm. where I plug in and I plug into every major payment processor? So we're still at those very, very, very basic, basic. But even those, are, I,
0: I, I imagine. Uh, you know, you talked about Fitspa mm. uh, previously. Oh, it's not yet on the radar. Or it's d-
2: we banker was here about that and. <laughs> We you know it starts, it, from, it starts from it starts from Yeah. Yeah, it starts yeah. from Kabosi. Slowly slowly. Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Okay. Yes. All
1: right. All right, that's uh, interesting. So, one of my final questions, um, you know, entrepreneurs everyone defines success differently, and I think earlier on you talked about having priorities. So, what does success look like for Sente? What is success? And how do you ensure that you're reaching those goals that you've set?
2: Yeah. So we, we, we talk about this a lot with my other partners. Mm. Um, success for us is a successful outcome for the shareholders. Mm. Uh, if we're able to return the capital that they've given us with some multiples, the higher the multiples, the better. Yep. Okay, we will have been successful. We feel that it is incumbent for us to do that, because if we do that, remember we talked about like the axis of capital mm-hmm. is Nigeria, Kenya, SA, mm-hmm. because they have those stories, right? Mm. They have stories of investor of returning investors' money. Paystack created a few millionaires in dollars. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. if we do that as Ugandan entrepreneurs. Investment will also start to flow here, and then
0: and even you as uh, the the guys who have gotten you become millionaires, then it's easier for you because you understand the game mm. to fund other yes other yes. Ugandan um, absolutely
1: yeah to become those local investors that you were talking about earlier absolutely yeah okay so that leads me to the next question which is where do you envision the business in five years should we look forward to an announcement that the next Ugandan unicorn has been born. But
0: <laughs> oh, it was born already. It's just now.
1: <laughs> it might
2: five years. I, it is, it's I, I don't know it's coming out should. of the egg or something. Maybe yeah. <laughs> unicorn should be because we are from Uganda, right? Because yeah. unicorn was supposed to be a very rare thing. Uh, mm. But these days, every day you open, there's a new unicorn. Yeah. So maybe unicorn will be from Uganda. A, a startup from, from Uganda U- from U- actually U-G. hit a very big valuation. Uh, but where do we see ourselves in five years? Okay. Um, we are at the next phase of our journey, yeah. okay so st- a startup happens in phases mm. uh, you and, and those phases are you're doing different things at the beginning phase you're trying to prove your idea okay uh, does it work or, or can you can you make that idea something all right then the second phase is now I'm moving beyond my initial customers can I get some customers who are not my friends, my right, mm-hmm. like so. Can I scale my customer acquisition? Um, we are in that phase now at Center where in the next few years we need to prove to ourselves and to investors and the community that one, we can navigate regulation, and then we can do this thing outside of Uganda. Okay. Yeah. And then we can acquire customers at scale, all right yeah. so have tens of thousands of businesses in our portfolio, mm. so to answer your question, in five years, I see ourselves as successful in that, mm-hmm. so operating in maybe ten countries mm. Mm. with a uh, hundred thousand customers mm. and uh, you know regulated. Uh, very professional business, yeah, uh, and worth a few, <laughs> a few billion dollars. And,
0: and hopefully, you know that partnership that you are talked about, uh, that you've just gotten, is is, is leading you on that uh, path. So, I don't know what you can tell us about mm-hmm. that, uh, but yeah, it would be interesting to hear how that's going to change the game for you guys. Yes,
2: that's that's the oil, that's the r- the rails. Actually,
0: is there anything about the partnership you can tell us, or um, still pretty much sure?
2: I think right now. Remember, I said we're waiting for regulatory approval. Yeah. Uh, So it's better we talk about it after Mm. we've gotten that approval. Yeah. Uh, But let's just say that for us, those are the rails that are going to make us an extremely big business, right? Mm. Because now you have access to global payment infrastructure at a very deep level. Um, and doing interesting things that only banks can do today. Mm-hmm. Um, and the scale of that infrastructure is global. Yeah. Um, so we're really uh, focused on that, right, and making it work.
0: And we're very, very excited for you. We can't wait to bring you back maybe uh, a few months from now and you reveal, obviously we'll have read about it in the uh-huh. papers, but yeah. then to... to, to compare, okay, now how has this really how affected you going? guys? And okay. uh, we wish you all the best. Um, before we let you get back into the trenches, uh, I think where you're most comfortable, mm-hmm. um, do you have any sort of final parting words for our listeners? I think your story has been quite interesting. Um, so, yeah, is there any any parting thoughts uh, you, you want to leave us with?
2: Yes. Yes. Uh, so my... My, my parting thought would be, or is, um, to think about your, your purpose, um, because your purpose drives you. Uh, we are not the same. We don't have the same things we are pushing towards, okay? Yeah. If you're working unemployed, and maybe your purpose is to give your family the, the best education, fantastic, okay? Yeah. Yeah. If you're an entrepreneur like me, remember I, at the beginning I said father uh husband, husband, husband. father inter- because we forget that a lot. Yeah. As entrepreneurs, usually we get the entrepreneur part and you put it at the at the, f- f- the, at the very beginning. Yeah. And you forget um you forget
0: the other important aspects, yes. more yeah. important. Exactly. Yeah.
2: So so my parting shot really is that Purpose is really about everyday life today, right? Mm. Um, Enjoy it, right? Uh, It might sound counterintuitive, but everything is vanity, right? Mm. Uh, We're pushing all this stuff, Mm. uh, but enjoy today's life. You know, we've and you have been talked about COVID and and the way it has impacted our lives and uh, the friends we've lost. Mm. That's. That's so it's been a life. very
0: yeah. It's been a very tough season, right? Yeah. Yes. And we yeah. hope it's just a season.
2: Exactly. Yeah. That's yep. real life. Mm. So hang out with your friends, mm. have <laughs> drinks, eat pork. Yeah. It's been right? a big reality change. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. so my big. My big, uh, like my parting shot is not like go out and uh, hustle and hustle and, and change the world. Really, it is like yeah. just live, live, live.
1: life. Yeah. That's great advice, great business advice, but also life advice as well. Thank you so much, Alan, for coming on the show. And we wish Sente all the best. As Ham said, we'll be looking out for uh, what's coming next. So thank you um, from ground up.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I, I enjoyed this. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay.
1: Tune in to Ground Up every Monday. Subscribe and share this content if you find it useful. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Amazon, and wherever else you listen to podcasts.